everyone, and welcome back to my show, Pilates Policies. I'm Sienna Pilati, and if you're a new listener, I aim for my podcast to be an informational source about current issues in the world of policy, politics, and or government. Today's topic was inspired by spring. Well, one of the not-so-nice things about spring, allergy season. As plants start to bloom and more and more people are getting sick, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about some healthcare policy. As always, I am not going to share my opinion on the matter, but present some sides of the argument. So, let's get into it. Every time elections roll around in the United States, we often see a lot of surveys and data that will give insight into the priorities of voters. A common question asked of individuals is what topics they consider most important when voting. And in 2020, American voters consistently ranked healthcare as the most important topic. Now, 2020 was the onset of the coronavirus pandemic, but there were still many prevalent social issues besides healthcare, displaying that this was, and still is, a large concern for many American citizens. One of the main debates surrounding healthcare in the U.S. is whether our government should provide universal health coverage to citizens. Universal healthcare, or UHC, refers to, quote, ensuring that all people have access to needed health services of sufficient quality to be effective, while also ensuring that the use of these services does not expose the user to financial hardship, end quote. And this definition comes from the World Health Organization. The U.S. actually spends the most on healthcare across the globe, yet it is the only developed country that does not provide their citizens universal health coverage. Now, before we get into arguments for and against UHC, let's break down how Americans currently pay for their health services. Individuals may pay out of pocket, purchase private health insurance, have their health care insurance entirely or partially covered by their employer, or receive government financing, such as Medicare or Medicaid. During his term, President Barack Obama put into place the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, that aimed to decrease health care costs and cover more people under government services. The ACA is still enacted today, but despite this goal of making health care more accessible, the U.S. is still far from universal coverage. So, let's look at some of the arguments for and against universal health care in America. Proponents of UHC point out that a clear advantage of this would be, of course, that all people would have access to medical insurance and would not have to endure financial hardship to cover medical expenses. Additionally, if everyone were to be provided with uniform care, supporters argue that this would then lead to a society that is overall healthier and has longer life expectancies. Not only would average citizens benefit, but it is argued that medical providers would benefit as well. When the government is the only one paying providers for medical services, the practices can be much more efficient. When each patient is providing a different form of payment, care providers must keep track of every person's finances regarding the medical services that they've used. Proponents of UHC also cite many economic benefits that could occur if this were implemented. 
For one, salaries and wages could increase since employers who provided medical insurance to their workers would no longer have to detract from their paychecks to cover the cost. This could also lower stress surrounding owning a small business or changing jobs, since people will no longer have to worry about maintaining health care coverage. While many benefits of a universal health care policy have positive monetary effects, many arguments against UHC also have to do with cost. As seen in other countries who have already implemented a universal coverage system, it is very expensive. And the U.S. is already the number one healthcare spender in the world, so many against UHC worry about the possible effects on price level and taxes if our government were to implement such a policy. If UHC were to be implemented, then other programs would have to be cut or reduced, leading many to oppose such a costly option. We've also seen in other places that currently have universal coverage that waiting times for medical care are extremely long, and that rare diseases and focus on end-of-life care often get ignored, since the coverage focuses heavily on younger and healthier patients. The Affordable Care Act increased U.S. healthcare spending by a trillion dollars on its own, meaning universal coverage would be even more expensive. So cost truly is a large factor for many opposed to UHC. Others against UHC are also skeptical about the federal government's ability to provide such widespread, affordable, and quality coverage, and many would just rather leave this decision up to each state. Ironically, it seems that the COVID-19 pandemic both downplayed the universal healthcare issue, but also may have highlighted support for it. UHC policies have been at the forefront of American politics for a very long time. So when the coronavirus swept the world, we shifted priorities to solving that issue first. Yet proponents of universal health care also used the pandemic as an argument for needing UHC in America. When a vaccine was finally released for the virus, rapid deployment and access to it was a large priority. Thus, many used this to argue that if we had a universal healthcare system in place, then distribution and widespread access to the vaccine would be easier and more effective. Of course, we will never know whether this would have held true at the moment, but it is certainly important to think about when considering the arguments surrounding this issue. Whether you think we should have a universal healthcare system or not, it's clear that this issue will be a hot topic in American government for a while. With that being said, I think this is really one of those issues where younger generations of voters will have the largest impact. As we begin to become dependent on ourselves for financial coverage, what type of system is in place will have a large effect on our lives. Additionally, the COVID-19 pandemic highlighted how rapidly our healthcare systems change in times of crises. We will certainly be dealing with the after effects of the pandemic for years to come, but I think this may cause the government to reevaluate the current systems we have in place. Whether or not we switch to universal coverage, I truly don't know. But I do think that we're going to see a lot of systems, like healthcare, undergo some redesign that allows them to adapt to our ever-changing environment. So even if our healthcare system isn't universal, it seems that allergies certainly are. 
If you're suffering from allergies right now, I hope you get over it soon. But maybe you'll reflect about what you think about universal health care and the United States. That's all I have for today's show. I'm Sienna Pilati, and thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, my podcast is now available on all major platforms, and you can check out my Instagram at P-I-L-A-T-I-S dot policies. Thank you for being here, and be sure to check back next time for more of Pilates Policies.